This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show. Today with me, Darius Sethna. Lots to cover today. I want to get you started right away. Today, our sports fact of the day is for September 14th, Saturday. On this day, 106 years ago, 1913, Chicago Cubs pitcher Larry Cheney allows 14 hits to the New York Giants, but wins 7-0 at Westside Grounds in Chicago. Cheney sets a still-standing record for most hits allowed by one pitcher in a shutout. Cubs player manager Johnny Evers is ejected before the first pitch. Cheney rubs the ball in the grass and umpire Cy Riggler asks for the grass-stained ball and puts a new one in play. Evers objects and throws the new ball over the grandstand, resulting in a quick dismissal from Riggler. Definitely an interesting, controversial event going on in a 1913 baseball game, for sure. Speaking of baseball, a lot of Indians talk coming your way in a few minutes, but with the MLS Cup playoffs beginning soon, and when I mean soon, I mean almost a little over a month away Saturday, October 19th is the official starting date of the MLS Cup playoffs, and it doesn't get better than this. The Eastern Conference, ladies and gentlemen, is a dogfight at this point. NYCFC has now taken the top spot, 54 points, thanks to 15 wins, 9 draws, 5 losses. Philadelphia in second place, 3 points behind them. 15 wins, 6 draws, and 8 losses on them for the season. Atlanta United, the defending champs, now starting to look like the real defending champs that we saw last year. 48 points, thanks to 15 wins, 3 draws, and 10 losses. Toronto and Washington, D.C. close out that top 5 spot for you, spots for you in the, West, in the Eastern Conference. excuse me. And in the West, LAFC will be winning the... Western Conference this year, it is pretty much um, in set in stone because they have a 17-point cushion with 63 points, and if you guessed 63 minus 17 is what? 46. With 46 points is Real Salt Lake in second place, 14 wins, 4 draws, and 11 losses on the season. And then tied with them, Seattle, 46 points as well, 13 wins, 7 draws, and 9 losses. Minnesota, San Jose, and Portland close out the top 6 standings for you in the MLS Western Conference. Now, aside from that difference between the 1st and 2nd place standings in the MLS Western Conference, everything other than that is extremely competitive. You have teams who have the same number of points just clawing and trying to get ahead of the other teams, especially in the Eastern Conference. We really don't know who's going to win that conference yet. NYCFC is on top for now, but will they be on top for long? Only time will tell. Our top goal scorers, it looks like Carlos Vela is going to be the Golden Boot winner in the MLS this year. 27 goals on the season so far. 7 of those goals from penalty kicks. 23 goals for Zlatan Ibrahimovic of the LA Galaxy. Atlanta's Josef Martinez, 23 goals on the season. Diego Rossi of LAFC with 15 goals. And then Eber of NYC, 14 total goals on the season. 
Now, I mentioned Colum the Columbus crew last week, and they had an extremely long break, a two-week break for the crew. Their last game was against Chicago at home at McFray Stadium in a 1-1 tie. Today, they're in Atlanta, Georgia to take on Atlanta United. Kickoff today is at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The crew will definitely have their hands full with the defending champs at their arena or at their stadium today in Atlanta. After today's match with the defending champs, the crew will then head to Vancouver to take on the Whitecaps before heading back home on the 29th of September for their final home game against Philadelphia. FC Cincinnati not doing too well either. In our last meeting, FC Cincinnati hosted Toronto, and even though Toronto, uh, one of their players did receive a red card, they still were able to defeat FC Cincinnati by a final score of 5-1, to one. red card meaning that one of the players of Toronto got ejected. However, with 10 men on the field compared to the 11 for Cincinnati, Toronto still destroying FC Cincinnati 5-1. to one. FC Cincinnati continue their Canadian uh, continue the season with their Canadian opponents. This time they'll be in Montreal to take on the Impact kickoff at 7:30 today. FC Cincinnati will then travel home this upcoming Wednesday to take on the defending champs Atlanta United. So Atlanta getting some taste of Ohio here in the last few games of their season. As I mentioned. The MLS playoffs begin on Saturday, October 19th. The final of the MLS Cup will be on Sunday, November 10th. Some games we have for you today, of course, I mentioned Atlanta taking on the crew and then Montreal Impact against FC Cincinnati. We also have NYCFC taking on San Jose. That game is live right now. Kickoff was at 12.30 p.m. 3.30 today, Chicago are facing Dallas. Orlando City and New England today at 7.30 Eastern Time. Philadelphia taking on the defend, or excuse me, Philadelphia taking on LAFC, the runners-up from last year today at 7.30, two of the top teams in the MLS. And then Vancouver tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time will be hosting the Houston Dynamo. And speaking of playoffs, the WNBA playoffs kicked off this uh, this previous Wednesday, uh, September 11th. We had two games on that Wednesday, starting with the conference semifinals. The Phoenix Mercury losing to the Chicago Sky. Final score 105-76 in that match. The Sky advanced to the conference finals, which begin tomorrow. In the other conference semifinals matchup for the WNBA, the defending champs, Seattle Storm, close out the Minnesota Lynx by 10 points, 84-74, the final score there. So even after struggling this season, the Seattle Storm able to come up big, and the defending champs move on to the conference finals. As I mentioned, those conference finals begin tomorrow, 3 o'clock p.m., with the Seattle Storm facing off against the LA Sparks, and then the Chicago Sky taking on the Las Vegas Aces 
tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, the WNBA Finals will be underway and we'll have all the coverage you could ask for on the WNBA Playoffs and Finals in these next few weeks. So don't miss out on that. And speaking of baseball, we have some Indians action for you. Let's start off with their win against the Angels from this past Monday. Clifford ready. The payoff pitch is popped up. Shadow left. Out goes Lindor. He'll take it. And this one goes to the Indians. That's right. As I mentioned, a 6-2 win by the Tribe this past Monday in Los Angeles against the Angels. Indians open up win the first inning, going up one to nothing, then tack on two more runs in the second. They went on an onslaught in the sixth inning, scoring three more runs to eventually win the game by four, a six to two final. The next day, the Indians destroyed the Angels again. And after three innings, the game was already six to nothing in favor of the Tribe. The Indians then score another two runs in the seventh inning to cap off an excellent night. For Cleveland, eight to nothing, the final score in that matchup, and then there, and then finally, the third of the three games of the series between the Indians and Angels, another win for the Indians, four to three, a little bit more competitive, but the Indians were able to get it done. It actually seemed like it would be another blowout. After two innings, the score was already four to one, but with an inning in the fifth, or excuse me, a run in the fifth inning as well as one more in the eighth. The Angels able to tack on two more runs, only lost by one run in the end. But it was all a little too late as the Indians were able to secure the victory. Now the Twins and Indians, as we mentioned, the two top teams in the MLB Central Division, American League to be more specific. But the Indians and Twins had their game postponed uh, their most recent one. However, today they will be facing off. They actually have already started that game today at 1 p. at 1:10 p.m. at Progressive Field in Cleveland, and then they'll have another doubleheader tonight at 7:10. So a busy day if you're an Indians fan, as you'll have two games to watch. Of course, one is al- already 15 minutes in, 1:10 p.m. today, and then 7:10 tonight for between the Twins and Indians. So as I mentioned, this is a huge, huge rivalry in the American League Central Division, and it's going to, there are going to be two huge games for the Indians. The upcoming schedule for Cleveland include tomorrow at 1.10, another matchup with the Twins at Progressive Field to close out this three-game series at home. The Indians will then host the Detroit Tigers at Progressive Field Should be three easy wins for the Indians. They'll then host the Philadelphia Phillies at Progressive Field for three games. So a nice lengthy home stand for the Indians at Progressive Field. Looking to pick up some big wins, especially against Minnesota, who they are three and a half games behind. Indians are 86-61 and on the season so far. Minnesota at 89 and 57. Indians have been playing well as of late, 7 and 3 in their last 10. The Indians are 43 and 29 at home, looking to improve that record even more, especially with all these home games 
against Minnesota, Detroit, and Philadelphia. And the Twins have been a little bit sluggish on the in their last 10 games, only 5-5 five and five so far um, in those 10 games. They're also 48-24 and 24 on the road, so the Indians are going to have their hands full. And of course, it's almost October, and you know what that means, Mission October. The MLB Wild Card Round will begin on October 1st. October 2nd will be the other MLB Wild Card Round. And then officially on October 3rd, the Division Series will kick off. Game 1 will be October 3rd. Now, moving on from baseball, let's go to a little bit of football here. But this is the Cleveland Sports Show, and right now, maybe not the best time to be a Cleveland Browns fan, especially after Sunday's events. Mario, through to the line, now throws it to the end zone for the touchdown, Delaney Walker. And, ladies and gentlemen, it just kept getting worse. After a tremendous start to the game, the Cleveland Browns with a touchdown, scoring six points and opening the game 6 to nothing, missed a field goal, to which would give them another point for a 7 nothing start on the first drive, no less. It eventually became a complete disaster. Now, the Browns did lead the game 6-3 to after the first quarter, but then after that, it was just an onslaught by Tennessee. Tennessee alone in the second quarter scored nine points, nothing for the Browns. The game was therefore tied at nine, heading into halftime, and then the Titans just poured it on even more. Ten to seven was the score um, for the third quarter in favor of Tennessee. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just complete domination from the Titans. Twenty-one to nothing fourth quarter score giving you a final score, if you do all that math, 43-13 to in favor of the Tennessee Titans. It was just an embarrassing performance by the Cleveland Browns, who, we don't know, maybe is this team overrated, even with Odell Beckham Jr.? We all know he had that very fancy watch while he was playing in the game this past Sunday that the NFL had to discuss um, with him about. Maybe not wearing that watch next time? We don't know. What's going on with this Cleveland Browns team? Why did they come out so sluggishly? Give me your thoughts and opinions on my Twitter account, at Nordonia Sports. I'm Darius Sefna. You spell my name, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A. If you can pronounce it, I'll be even more happy. But nonetheless, 43-13. to 13. Is this Browns team overrated? I mean, a lot of people pick them just going to the Super Bowl and losing to Tennessee at home really is not the best way to start a 16-game season. In fact, this is, uh, excuse me, this continues the Browns' losing streak for opening week. The Browns have not won an opening week game since 2004. That's when they defeated the Baltimore Ravens uh, in 2004. Since then, they have not won their opening game of a season. It's just been, it's been pretty terrible for the Browns. And to come out like this, 
flat-footed. Even, I mean, it, we all saw the game, right? I mean, if you're a big Cleveland fan, you obviously saw this game. Opening drive, the Browns score, look great, and then this happens. What happened, especially in that fourth quarter? Were they tired? Were they fatigued? We don't really understand what the magnitude of this could be, especially going into their next game. Now, the Browns' schedule is does not really get easier than this. They do face the Jets on Monday. You have some Monday night football action for you on ESPN. The Browns will be in New York to take on the Jets. So you'll be able to see that game. 8.15 is the start time for that game. Then the Browns will come home next Sunday, the 22nd, at 8.20 p.m. to host the Los Angeles Rams, who made it all the way to last year's Super Bowl. So we will see what the Browns are really made of against a championship um, contending team. Very, very interested to see what the Browns are going to be able to put together in these next few games especially after that embarrassing, embarrassing performance against Tennessee. Next two games for the Browns, also interestingly, nighttime games. Of course, we have Monday night football on, um, of course, Monday at 8.15 p.m. And then the following Sunday, the 22nd, the Browns will host the Rams. 8.20 p.m., the start for that game. And of course, you can never have a Cleveland Browns analysis without Nathan Segura breaking down what maybe happened to the Browns and what is going to need to occur for them to start getting some wins on the season. Take a listen. You can't beat anybody in the NFL, let alone a team that's won nine games three straight years with that kind of a performance. The Titans were the more physical team, the Titans were the more disciplined team, and the Titans were the better team. Not something any of us were expecting to say after this first game. I know Freddie Kitchens and the leaders in that locker room are going to do whatever they must to get this team ready to bounce back against the New York Jets with all the eyes of the nation upon them on Monday Night Football. There's going to be a lot of noise. There's no doubt about it after this type of a performance to start the season. And we're going to find out a lot about our Cleveland Browns as they look to settle the score and get to 1-1 one and one on the season on Monday night. So there you heard it from Nathan Zagura. Definitely, I would assume, Freddie Kitchens has some tricks up his sleeve in order for the Indians to get a win on Monday. Especially, you don't want to go down 0-2, especially um, you know this early in the season. And today on the Cleveland Sports Show, we have a kind of a sad ending for you today. Of course, a lot of us at the Cleveland Sports Show remember Fred McLeod and some of the great moments he had as a broadcaster for the Cleveland Cavaliers, unfortunately passing away this week. Um, this week. And one of his most iconic games um, that he called was in 2015 when the Cavs were in the playoffs, LeBron's first year back in Cleveland in the second round um, in Game 4, May 10th, 2015. The Cavs were down 2-1 to one against the Chicago Bulls. They were in Chicago at the United Center. 
when LeBron hit one of his most famous game winners. Take a listen to Fred McLeod's call of that iconic sports moment. LeBron, the catch, corner, shoot, fire, go! Definitely a huge, huge moment for the Cavs as they eventually won that series against the Bulls in six games. But we're not here to talk about the Cavs today. We're here to talk about the legacy that Fred McLeod has left for us. You know, I'll say this. Fred McLeod was really one of the reasons why I started doing what I'm doing today. Such a big influence on me and just the passion that he had in every Cavs game that he broadcasted alongside Austin Carr. There really was no better duo to listen to, and I really looked forward to listening to them every single night. You know, whether it was here in Cleveland or away at um, in another arena somewhere in the U.S., you know, I always could count on them to bring me the best Cavs experience that I could possibly ask for. And amazingly, um, WKYC Channel 3 here in Cleveland did a special take on... Fred McLeod, just in a remembrance of him, and, you know, as we mentioned, Austin Carr was, was Fred McLeod's partner in all those amazing Cavs games that they covered, and here in this interview, we have Fred McLeod, or Austin Carr um, sitting down and discussing what it was like to cover the Cavs championship back in 2016 with Fred McLeod, and that just the overall magnitude of that experience. Austin, you, you had a chance in 2016 with Fred oh. to call the first Cleveland championship since 1964. That was great. What do you think that meant to Fred? Oh, it meant everything. Because coming back home, to, to, to work at home was one of his main objectives. Also in Austin. Now, of course, the uh, interview does continue um, from there, but... Really, we know that Fred McLeod was a huge um, supporter of Northeast Ohio. You know, he's from the area, from the Strongsville area. Really such a huge influence um, in the Northeast Ohio and the Cleveland community. We really um, do w wish our best condolences to the McLeod family here at the Cleveland Sports Show. We'd also like to thank Fred McLeod for all of the work um, that he put in, you know, behind the scenes, getting ready. Um, for all the Cavs games and giving us such an amazing experience night in, night out on Fox Sports Ohio. So to Fred McLeod, we say thank you very much and best, um, deepest condolences to the McLeod family. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes the Cleveland Sports Show episode for this week. Thank you so much for um, listening this week, we're going to have a lot more coverage of the Browns, especially see what they'll have to offer in these next few weeks. Of course, it, MLB playoffs are coming closer, and Mission October will be starting soon for the Indians. Of course, we'll also keep you updated with the WNBA and MLS. Of course, Cavs season starting soon. Super, super excited to see what the Cavs have to offer this season. But until our next episode... Thank you very much for listening. You can also make sure you look me up at uh, Nordonia Sports on Twitter. I am Darius Sethna, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A. 
We're also on ordoniahills.news if you've been there as well. Make sure you check out my SoundCloud account. Just type in the Cleveland Sports Show and you should be good to go from there. On Spotify as well, you can just type in my name. Again, it's D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A to find all of your Cleveland Sports Show needs. Whether you're at home or on the go, the Cleveland Sports Show is officially on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you next week for another episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. Until then, take care.